Well, it is a serious problem talking about workplace violence, things such as bullying, harassment, sexual abuse. And there have been numerous stories about institutions meant to uphold law and order. Institutions like the RCMP not immune to this serious issue. Recent incidents, including the inability to effectively manage internal complaints, have come to light. And that is what our next guest is joining us to talk more about. Jason Walker is an associate. Associate Professor and Program Director for Industrial Organizational and Applied Psychology at Adler University. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. This is an important issue and I know it's one that can be very troublesome for people. There are a lot of questions about workplace violence and specifically when we're talking about the RCMP. Uh, You've written about this. Uh, I wanted to start by asking you the Independent Centre for Harassment Resolution. What exactly is this and where is it falling short? Absolutely. Thank you so much. So after uh, the um, uh, RCMP settlement with 2,000 female police members who experienced sexualized violence in their career, resulting in a $125 million settlement, the RCMP established this independent center. However, it's not independent. It falls under the jurisdiction of the RCMP. Uh, and it has proven to be ineffective in terms of managing the caseload. They've had over uh, 3,000 complaints uh, in the past uh, year and a half, and, and they're unable to investigate. So what they started to do is, is farm this out to independent assessors. And then when the decisions come back, they've been overturned by uh, the courts, uh, where they found that no harassment or bullying has occurred. The court has found it has. So it's inherently, uh, it's inherently broken, unfortunately. And is this more of an issue, or do you think that it's more concerning because we are talking about the RCMP, an organization that mm-hmm. should be holding its members to a higher standard? Right, absolutely. And, you know, workplace violence, bullying and harassment, we see in about 20% of workplaces, um, and, uh, pardon me, 20% of employees experience this who work in Canada. When we look at first responders at 60%, the RCMP has a documented history uh, of not protecting their members in terms of sexualized violence at work. But they're not alone. The Vancouver Police Department, uh, when it came to uh, Constable Nicole uh, Chan, who inevitably took her life, having been psychologically and and sexually abused by superior officers for years, there's a systemic issue within law enforcement um, that the police don't seem to be able to manage themselves. And I know that this particular, uh, or what you've written about, there has been a lot of focus on on some of those other cases, but specifically with the RCMP, uh, the focus has been on on a local BC officer and how that case was dealt with, with some very serious allegations. Why do you think it is that that case in particular really stands out? I think the instance of of Constable Flodell's um, uh, finding uh, by the disciplinary board was that the commissioner or the uh, adjudicator when looking at it said, hey, there's issues here that we're not addressing in terms of it's basically a slap on a wrist for multiple incidences uh, of sexual abuse of colleagues, one to the point where the independent investigative body suggested charges. However, what happened was he got 15-day suspension and was moved to another detachment with a year of supervision. 
And I think what this demonstrates is even when the board raises issues about the consequences being uh, employed, it really underscores a systemic failure in terms of a prevailing culture of silence where we can get away with this, right? Right. So, um, yeah. And with that case, too, and, and that a lot has been talked about the fact that it, it doesn't seem like once you learn the details of that case that the punishment really does fit uh, what that person did. But there have been other cases of RCMP officers with similar allegations, maybe not as as much as that uh, constable, but they got much more uh, more uh, punishment for it. Uh, what does that say about the the independent center uh, for harassment and resolution, and and how they come up with these with with the the punishments? So it's it's actually the conduct board that that comes up with the punishment. The the center uh, uh, investigates the issues. But I think what that demonstrates is that there's no uh, there's no standard. Right. It depends on a case to case basis, which, you know, which is important. However, um, when we have these findings that are so different from each other, depending on the gravity of the situation, it sends a very inconsistent message. Now, if you took a look at this, like if you're in the grocery store, you're standing in line and heaven forbid you're assaulted in line. Well, hopefully you're able to say something. Hopefully other people stand in guaranteed the police are called, guaranteed police attend, and most likely that individual is going to get charged. Now, why is it then in the workplace? When you go to work, we frame that within employment law. And we say, hey, well, you know, this happened, but we're going to justify it. Not only do you keep your job, you, you can get promoted in a few years. We're just going to move the problem. So it raises a significant concern in terms of the erosion of public trust. What do you think needs to be done then? And uh, I know that, uh, again, going back to the case of Constable Flodell, uh, yes. showing that that shows that, that there is a need for, for change when we talk about workplace violence, and again, specifically with the RCMP, mm -hmm. what do you think needs to change? Specifically with the RCMP, I believe that the public safety minister needs to step up and acknowledge and make change in terms of the RCMP is not able to police themselves when it comes to harassment, bullying, and sexual misconduct, and it needs to be taken outside. I see workplace violence as a public health issue. It is preventable. It impacts the physical and mental well health of Canadians, and it's really in the domain of uh, Dr. Teresa Tam, and she holds the authority to create a broader national response and mandate. Establishing an independent national commissioner on workplace violence would address these issues. Especially since we are talking about an organization where there are multiple cases and examples that you've yeah. laid out that you've touched on, this is not something that's a one-off. This is a systemic problem. Mm -hmm. This is the unfortunate uh, uh, culture uh, of the RCMP, not all members, and I think that's important to note. There's incredible police officers out there. However, um, when you see your supervisor getting away with sexualized violence at work, and then know that you can do that, and then you see these conduct board decisions where really it's a slap on the wrist, what stops you, right? And then the bigger question, too, is so when that officer attends a call that's dealing with a similar situation in a different context, are they going to apply the law? 
correctly, if they're demonstrating the same behavior, that's a bit scary. It certainly is. And uh, like you're saying, there's so so many questions about this. Uh, Dr. Jason Walker, we'll leave it there for today. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. That is Jason Walker, Associate Professor and Program Director for Industrial Organizational and Applied Psychology at Adler University. Let me know your thoughts on this or anything on your mind. Give us a call on the buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. That's 331-2899. You can text that line. You can email me as well, jill at cknw.com.